0: Good morning, students. May I have your attention, please, for this morning's announcements? I uh, see your shirt is untucked. Detention. Homework is due every single day.
1: That's why it's home I will be calling your parents. Hey, what's going on here? No running in school. I'm going to tell your coach about this. I said that's enough, both of you. Out in the hall. Welcome to Out in the Hall. Welcome to Out in the Hall. I am Ryan Rhino. Getting real familiar with the hall here. Spent a lot of time out in the hall. Do you know that I spent so much time in the hall when I was in high school and I was constantly in trouble. I got uh, called to the principal's office one time. I didn't even know what I had done. This is high school. Yeah. Okay. And I go in, I'm like, okay, so good to see you again. So I go in there (laughs) and I'm like, what? He goes, no, actually I need your help. We are on his desk. He had laid, had a, a big carpet sample board right he goes we're redoing the carpet in the hallway why don't you choose which of these you'd like to look at the most no <laughs> no. no that's an old stand up bit uh, <laughs> i, I think i do bit.
0: still hold at a uh, elementary school when we were growing up they paddled oh right mm-hmm. i got paddled in
1: in a public school yeah i got paddled in private school
0: yeah i got paddled in middle school too a public middle school really yeah well, they would let you choose. You could choose between like taking a certain number of days suspension or taking two swats for each day that you would choose. <laughs> and I, I called my dad one time, this is before cell phones, and you know, all these middle school kids have cell phones now. So I called him from the office. I said, dad, I just, you know, three strikes, you're out. So I'm out. And they're saying that you can, that I can either take, you know, three days suspension or I can take six swats, right? He's like, well, son, it's up to you, but I know you're going to school tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, a, with a sore ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh. oh, man. No, so that was good. But I think I still do hold the record for being paddled the most times in kindergarten. Really? Yeah. At uh, <laughs> elementary school, nine separate occasions.
1: Now, tell me if this is true for you. Yeah. Because it's definitely true for me. Maybe it was eight. When I was younger, elementary school, middle school, if I got in trouble at school, I also got in yeah, trouble it, at home. It's a double hit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Today it's like, "Oh, they've already been punished. You've learned your lesson." Yeah, right. <laughs> Again.
0: <laughs> I'm just surprised that like after like the third or fourth time that they that I would get paddled, they're like, "Maybe we should try a different route." You know, if they would just sat down and like you have to read for an hour, that would have been a way worse punishment than taking some temporary swats.
1: Did you ever have to write sentences? Oh, yeah.
0: That is brutal. It's incredible. And it's incredibly hard. And a lot of times, I remember one time in art class that made me do it. You know, they don't have ruled lined paper right. in art class. So the trajectory of my sentences like trailed down. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this like big looking, it looked like a, looked like a graph, you know, it, uh, fell you off. It just kind of fell yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll tell you a great story about school. So my handwriting is terrible. Oh, yeah. I can't even read it. I can barely read it. And I'm terrible at drawn art. I think I'm a good artist, like in the global sense. I think I have good ear for music. As you know, I'm a musician and and you are too. (laughs) And I think I've got a good comedy mind. So there's some art. So I would consider myself an artist in that respect, but certainly not like a pencil to paper, colored pencil. You're famous in your own mind. Well, for those other reasons, Yes. But definitely terrible with any sort of on-paper art medium. Me too. And we had a teacher; well, she's probably dead, but I, I don't want to say her name. It doesn't matter. Got to be dead, actually. Just because she, she, she was, was mean. so old. Oh, she was old. Got so it. old, and I was like in sixth or seventh grade, and she taught geography. And in our geography class, she would require you to outline and color and shade in maps of. South America, whatever, Europe, the different countries, but you were actually graded on the merits of your artwork, not whether or not you did it, but it wasn't an art class.
0: Quick question on that. Were there already outlines of the countries or just was it a continent and you had to outline the country where you had to, you had to draw the countries?
1: No, it, it there were already outlines of the country, but she wanted you to take a colored pencil, very specific and kind of outline the already outlined country. And then you shade it with the same color. Okay. Now, I get it, right? You're going to spend a lot of time with a map. You're going to learn about where these countries are. But to grade it on the merits of your actual like art skill and not an art class is unfair.
0: I agree with that. I also think even to grade your merit of artwork in art class is also unfair. I, I agree with you. Because it's an expressive sort of thing. And beauty and that sort of situation is in the eye of the beholder. There's nothing objective about art. That's correct.
1: So anyway, I continue to do this for this entire semester, do these geography maps. And I would continue to get a D. D. Now, I did the work so they couldn't give me an F or a zero, but it was so bad in her eyes that I kept getting a D. Well, this flew all over my parents. Like, he's doing the work. I mean, what else do you want? I mean, Oh, it's your not,
0: parents stepped up to defend you. Oh, my dad? Dale. My dad
1: hired a girl down the street who was like a brilliant artist, paid her like $5 to do these maps for me. I go from literally like, I mean, kindergarten grade work to Savannah College of Art and Design style work. Beautiful maps. Rand McNally could use these maps in his, in his book. I don't think a lot of young people know what Rand McNally is. Well, I don't think we're talking to a lot of young people
0: you remember when you used to have to get those old big maps and you carry the map of the entire state in your car? Yeah. And that's how you got around?
1: Sure. There was a, an index or directory in the back of all the cities. All of
0: them. Give you a, a block number.
1: Yeah. Bismarck. Page 17. Block four. So I turn this work in and immediately I'm called to the principal's office and they want to talk to me about cheating. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, the conversations you can imagine goes, they have the paper there, the the map. Is this your work? To which I said, well, my name's on it and I am turning it in as my work. And they're like, but it's not your work. And I'm like, but it is because my name's on it and this is what I'm submitting for my work. And they're like, well, we know you obviously cheated, which by the way, didn't take any sort of great detective skill to figure out that I didn't do it. And then we're going to call your parents. And I said, you know, I don't think I would do that. Nope. We've already left a message for your dad at his office, but this is back in the day when you didn't just call somebody at their office. Cell phones were kind of out, but they weren't. It was a big deal to get on the horn with someone. Oh yeah. And you certainly didn't call, you know, the dad at the office to bother him with something like this. Maybe
0: left it on the uh, tape recorded voicemail at home, voice machine, answering Give us a
1: call when you get home from the office today, not at the office. So now, you know, secretary's (laughs) writing the paper note. Principal, you know, so-and-so called Corley. Principal Corley ran into him at a Waffle House not too long ago. So my dad calls back and goes, I'm coming down there. All right. So that that would never have happened back then. And he basically said, look, I'm tired of this. This is not fair. He's being graded on, these, on this art merit, and it's not an art class. And, you know, in life, I'm trying to teach my children that you don't have to be great at everything. And if you're not great at something... Find someone who is. I mean, that's a life skill. It was basically a freaking art project in geography. Yeah, that's a little unfair. It was very unfair.
0: What what grade was this in? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, and you're you're kind of fragile at that point. Don't like seeing Ds on your report card in sixth grade. I got
1: plenty. I earned plenty of them. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I earned, believe me, I earned plenty of Ds. Plenty of D's. Good for you. But that story stuck with me because my my, my mom and dad, they were sticking up for me.
0: This is in the age of back in that period where basically most parents didn't, or even most of the time, even if you did have parents that did this, didn't ask questions. Like you got in trouble at school and like, there was like, well, you're in trouble at home. They didn't call the teacher to find out what happened. There was no email, right? It's just like, all you know is you got a note sent home with you that said that Ryan, Matt, did such and such today he has detention correct this week and then you're you got punished
1: at home back then they there was no well i'm gonna get to the bottom of this right let me talk with the other kid's mom right hey are you having trouble with miss miss uh yeah miss miss smith miss smith yeah what's what's yeah she's been real hard on our on our little johnny too (laughs) so that was a big deal right for a parent to stick up for a child back then. I knew I liked your parents. Oh, they're great. Yeah,
0: so one, one quick aside as, as it relates to that kindergarten story that I was telling you earlier from getting paddled. That teacher, a lovely woman, first name Camille, I won't say her last name. She was not a super spring chicken when she was my teacher, but where I grew up, she lived basically just across the back canal from us. And she was personal friends with my parents, right? So my dad was a dentist and dentists lived next door to each other. Now there's a little bit of a disconnect, right? The a teacher. little more parody. Yeah, that's right. But you know, back in the day, the principal lived in my neighborhood. The couple teachers lived in my neighborhood. It
1: was a community, so you that's knew right. these
0: kids outside of school. That's right. That's right. And so I can tell you this, that teacher I still text with to this day. Really? Because she's still friends with my mother. I had her over for Thanksgiving this past year because it's just her and her daughter now where we are. And she texts me about bourbon. She's a big bourbon drinker. You're kidding. No. No, I, she loves me. She loved me then, but I got paddled. From paddles to Pappy, huh? That's right. She comes over for Thanksgiving, you know. And I think you and I, you know, we appreciate a good a good bourbon and we have a nice selection, you know. Sure. And so I, I'm trying out new things on people. So now i am sending her articles and we're chatting. She's back and forth to Mississippi. She's I don't know, she's gotta be in her 80s. And she's got a, a boyfriend up there in Mississippi. And just a wonderful woman. She does not live in where you live anymore? She, she goes back and forth. Oh, okay. Because she's got, a, I think, a man friend. Okay. Um,
1: Companion? Yeah I, don't, I, yeah, I don't know what they do. Well, just spend time with one another. Not going to ask. Just visit.
0: Just visit. Maybe watch uh, Grace and Frankie.
1: Hey, when she, when she comes over, yeah, does she do the old people thing where she shows up like half an hour before you told her to get there? You ever notice old people do that? So,
0: I think older ladies... Don't do that, or at least in my opinion. So you know, my mom's a widow, and so like I think my dad was maybe somebody that that maybe kept her more on a clock, so to speak. But if I just left it up to my devices, like my, my mom and my sisters and any ladies, there's a lot of a lot of dead males in my my non immediate family. So no, actually most people are late. And my when I have people over for Thanksgiving or birthdays or holidays or whatever, and you know, most of them it's go get here at three 30. So five o'clock rolls around and the, and the ladies are strolling in.
1: Oh no, that's not my experience at all.
0: With a big bag of something that they're overfeeding us. And then they try to force leftovers down everyone's throat.
1: My experience is with old people is they get there like a half hour before they're supposed to. So you're, I'm still vacuuming and they're already sitting on the couch. My wife's not dressed yet. You know, it's the pre people coming over. She's stressed. naked. Well, no, she's not dressed for the, for the party, for the event. That'd be a little weird. <laughs> You know, she's still in her sweatpants or whatever. She's not dressed. She's not ready. And I haven't vacuumed yet because that's the last thing I'm going to do. Now I'm like, hey, uh, grandpa, do you, could you just move your walker just so I could, you know, cause just so I could get to vacuum underneath there. And it's, he's just hanging out. And of course they, they're, you know, and you know, they're thinking like these guys, don't they know how to keep a clean house? Why do they got to do all this? They Is probably it- had a house cleaner growing up. They, oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a cleaner? Yeah. Do you? Not currently. We have actually two sets that's enough we have no no we have a a bi-weekly deal and that's a wonderful couple they do a great job but they're corner like kind of like a cursory cleaner and then we like
0: a keep things straight
1: yeah i mean you know they'll change the sheets and not and, crushing the baseboards right but then we have a set of cleaners that we call the move things cleaners because they move everything like we'll tell the kids The move things cleaners are coming tomorrow, so you better go put everything away. Otherwise, you'll never be able to find it. They want you to know that they cleaned underneath the paper towel holder, so they move it. They want you to know that they cleaned underneath where your toothbrush is, so they unplug it and plug it in in another spot. It's really annoying, actually. They do a great job, but they're the baseboard people. They're the clean the oven people. So I want to tell you about this. this. We're very excited about this. We are out in the hall, is now officially... Sponsored by our friend John at Highland Diamond. Highland Diamond. Highland Diamond. And I was just up there meeting with him last week, as you know. John, longtime friend, longtime friend of the bus and of the and show. A, and a big fan of the show just, and just, I mean just a good,
0: good human being.
1: Just the best. So they've got a ton of inventory, but are also amazing at custom things as well. They've done rings and jewelry for many people I know. As well as countless celebrities, and we even mentioned People Magazine. Well, I've got some stuff from John. You've got stuff. Yeah. I bought stuff. Yeah. by watch Ringer from John. My wife has a ton of stuff from him. Our listeners, this is awesome. Out in the hall listeners can go to HighlandDiamond.com and use the code Out in the Hall to receive 10% off their order. If you don't see something you like, pick up the phone, call John. He's a great friend of ours and we've known forever, and he'll walk you through the process of getting exactly what you want good guy so very thankful yeah. to handshake, Highland. handshake guy total handshake
0: guy. yeah handshake guy i'm a big handshake guy i don't i don't have time for not handshake folks
1: he is yeah he's a dear friend and we're grateful that he is he's sponsoring the pod and we believe in what he does his shop i don't know if you've been to atlanta or you do everything by mail his shop is unbelievable it's yeah. in the virginia highlands area yeah it's beautiful it's spectacular yeah so Big thanks to Highland Diamond. That's highlanddiamond.com. Use the code out in the hall to receive 10% off your order, which, by the way, I mean, let's call it what it is. Jewelry is expensive. Yeah, That That could be thousands of dollars off your order.
0: That is a, uh, well, now I have a pretty flush bank account, so I'm going (laughs) to be,
1: I might do some ordering. (laughs) You should. (laughs) 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 So thanks to our friends at uh, Highland Diamond. All right, let's keep this. Thanks, John. We appreciate you, man. Very much so. What have you been up to lately?
0: I was feeling really awful yesterday. Oh, really? From a, a heavy, heavy dose of social the night before. Ah. Just a heartburn that I could just not handle. And I'm, you know this, I'm a walking pharmacy. I mean, I got every Tums and Pepsid, and I just, I could not shake it. They tell you on the back, like, oh, the Pepsid, you should only take two within 24 hours. I took four yesterday. <laughs> I could not, and it didn't, it didn't even make a dent.
1: When you have those days after a heavy social evening? Yeah. Do you ever try to just like gorge your hangover away?
0: I did go to Moe's.
1: Do you mind if we run through what you ate yesterday? Starting at, I need the time. Also, let me ask you this. And I want you to answer this as, as you discuss what you ate yesterday. At what hour of the day yeah. did you go from feeling surprisingly good to
0: all right, now I feel terrible. So I'll start with that. It was quick.
1: Oh, so you woke up feeling bad.
0: I woke up feeling okay. By about an hour after being awake, I was basically in hell. And really for me, I can deal with like, oh, I'm hungover. I got a headache. I can deal with that. Heartburn is just, it's one of the worst things that, I mean, I, I, I can't take it. I can normally shake it. I mean, I take, have been taking Nexium since I was 18. All right, so i mean. If that stuff causes stomach cancer, I am screwed.
1: Uh, all right, so okay. you wake up.
0: So wake up. Do you mind giving us a time? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't sleep past seven. All right, so you're up. Yeah. But you feel okay. I feel all right. And then you and I connected. Yeah. And I believe it was just as they started serving lunch at McDonald's that we strolled through the drive through Can I get three uh, single <laughs> cheeseburgers, please, with uh, extra onions? And uh, and then a, a large or a, or if you have an extra large uh, diet coke, that'd be de- coke. delicious. And three cheeseburgers with uh, extra onions on them. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Large diet coke. Yeah, 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 and some ketchup packets. And ketchup. Yeah. All right, go ahead, pull around. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, done with three a three cheeseburger order, a medium diet coke, and a medium fry, and extra onions. But they misunderstood. When I requested extra onions, they thought I meant just onions. So I got these cheeseburgers yesterday, three of them. Loaded they, with onions. Loaded with onions and cheese. No pickles, no ketchup, no mustard, no
1: nothing. I might have an idea where some of this heartburn's coming from. This, I had the heartburn before this. Well, I've already got it. I might as well make it worse with three. That's right. With three extra onion cheeseburgers. I didn't eat at McDonald's, by the way.
0: You didn't know. You just rolled through. I Anna, love it. And I made didn't. you pay for it. I did pay for you it. You did pay for it. So, and then I decided to hit Moe's at about three. Mm-hmm. Missed the lunch crowd. Smart. There I had a home wrecker with chicken, no rice or beans. So that's good. Okay. And, um. I feel, like, I feel like the rice would have helped you settle. That's not good for the waistline. And then I got regular Coke there. Did that help? I don't know if it helped, but it was certainly comforting. I don't know how you drink
1: Diet Coke. I hmm.
0: had, a, had a lady friend that I had moved to Louisiana for. Remember her? Yeah. She was a big Diet Coke gal, and I had never really been one, but it was always at her place. So I just started drinking it just because I'm lazy, and I didn't, like, ever bring anything over. I just made her shop. So that's when I started getting into it.
1: I can't stand the taste. It gives me a headache. Oh, it's awful. To me, it's
0: awful. So I will like to point out, though, that I didn't have... Oh, here we go. No, no, I, I think if... It's kind of like class. My bet, my B. It's kind of like class. And you did ask me if it was on silent, and I said yes. If your phone rings, I think I think you have to answer it on the pod. Detention. Should I do. Okay, let's do this. Who is it? It's Colin. Hey, Colin. Hey. I'm in the middle of recording a podcast right now. You're actually you you're actually on it right now because my co-host and best friend told me that if it ring during the podcast, I had to pick it up much like, much like class. If your phone rings in class, you You could just,
1: you could say this is Willie Nelson.
0: Well, I mean, I could, but that's not like, that's not honest, you know, and and I might be forgetful and do stupid stuff, but I'm honest. Mm. True. Yeah. Uh,
1: I actually was telling Rook, that's the best, one of your
0: most best qualities actually, is that while you might be abrasive at times, there's no confusion on what you mean. Oh, is this scripted? No, it's not scripted. That's nice.
1: Because we were just talking about your a Popka site. And he's like, I was getting the broker notation on what this is. I said, well, the good thing about Matt as abrasive as he might be, is that you definitely know what you get. You know what he wants to say and what he means right away.
0: I just don't have enough time in the day to beat around the bush.
1: But the interesting part is you use the same tactic with at your household. You're like, Hey, sex now.
0: Oh, and- <laughs> <laughs> live on the air. All right. I got to, I, I got to go. Uh, I got to go. Okay,
1: bye. All right. But that won't happen again. I'm going to
0: put my phone on silent now. What an idea. <laughs> it's only so many hours in a day. I get it. Got to take care of it. Because I'll probably call him back and we'll trade voicemails for another Three two days. days. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll probably try to connect over the weekend. Then I'll get a dirty look from the
1: family taking a work phone call. Oh, yeah. On a Sunday. We actually have a hard rule at our house, which I would suggest that you guys implement. It's actually really awesome. My wife and I are not allowed to walk in the house on the phone. So if you have to finish a call, you can stay in the driveway, but you may not, or in the garage, you may not walk in the house on a call because then it changes the energy of everyone's like, everyone's got to be quiet. Dad's on the phone or mom's on the phone. So
0: you just find other things to fight about.
1: Yeah. There's plenty.
0: (laughs) What have you been up to lately?
1: So I was at a funeral. Okay. This was incredible. It was at one of those churches that's like not a church building, like a warehouse, you know, maybe like a newer forming church. It was in like a air conditioning warehouse, but it wasn't like a sanctuary, I guess is my point.
0: It was a metal building. Okay. Sanctuary. Great word.
1: Thank you. I mean, it wasn't at like, you know, first United Episcopal. It was at like one of those cool name, like, you know, this isn't what it's called, but you know, grace of of heaven church, like a non-denominational church anyway. So they have these risers. That's essentially their stage. Right. It was for kind of a, a country fella. Okay. And, um, great guy at their funeral, the funeral, his grandson, who's a big fella, young kid, but a big, big, big boy. He takes the stage and says, my people love me and Jesus very much. And I want to honor my people by getting baptized here at his funeral. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never seen a baptism at a funeral. Have you?
0: No. And is this a full immersion baptism?
1: Yes. But they don't have a baptismal. Right. They don't have a baptismal font, if that's what you call it. Sure. So they have, in this place, clearly it's portable. You know those long six, eight foot oval shaped corrugated metal cattle troughs? I I know exactly what's what's about to happen. You would think being the country folks that these people are, that they've deep fried a turkey before. (laughs) It's more
0: of a water displacement story. So.
1: They get the big fell in there. Water is rolling off the stage. <laughs> Matt, it's now going into the front row. People are picking up their feet. <laughs> Ladies are picking their purse up. <laughs> okay. Now it's going into the second row. You hear kind of a, oh, you know, <laughs> of course, I'm trying not to laugh, but it's unbelievable. Where? How many rows back are you? I'm not up front. Okay. It's not family. Didn't know him that well. It was a family friend. I bet. The, I mean, eventually it seeps into the carpet around row six. Oh, it was carpet. I don't mean for this to sound rude, mm-hmm. but it, you know how like <laughs> at SeaWorld, like the first six rows are like the splash zone. Now, it wasn't a splash because it was a slow immersion. They should have put some signs on the seats. They should have said, <laughs> you will get wet if you sit
0: here. <laughs> 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 at the end of the day did he get baptized oh they got him all the way down and it sounds like there was some osmosis baptism as well some other people got that holy water
1: they did okay so did. there was a
0: lot of covering covering of, of, of sins. sins.
1: yeah yes. absolutely everything was washed away washed away purses programs <laughs> cell phones Sin. coffee cups sins everything that was on the floor <laughs> completely washed away completely washed away probably should have laminated those programs Definitely. Hey, young sit there, but you will get wet if you sit yeah, here. If you want to take this program home and remember, remember, peepaw. You just set it on your seat. That's right. Put it in your coat jacket. What do you got for show and share? So there's a
0: recent story out, comes out of Mexico that really surprised me. And this, this might just be my own sort of ideas of Mexico, because every time I've been to Mexico, it's been like uh, Cancun or a tourist area, right? So this story is out of Mexico city and a few things me about this story. And again, this might seem so culturally insensitive, but did you know Mexico city has a, um, has a subway?
1: No. Right. Yeah. But right. I'd be 50, 50. If you said, does Mexico? Well, actually, no, I'd be hundred percent. No, it doesn't have a subway. So right. I just didn't know. Apparently a very
0: nice subway. Yeah. It shut down recently for like several hours. Okay. And this is why, because there was a lone chicken on the tracks a chicken
1: had gotten loose somewhere and now, was on the track Mexico if you if you said do you think there's a if you said this hey do, do you think in Mexico City there's more subways or chickens on the loose i would say i chickens on the loose but apparently
0: sure. this is what's surprising about it apparently it's not that common because they didn't just run over the chicken
1: i would think they'd just run the chicken over
0: and then apparently all these mexicans we're (laughs) (laughs) we got i gotta have to cut that out the
1: uh, (laughs) oh my god
0: (laughs) we're like had their jackets out and we're chasing this chicken down the down the tracks to catch this chicken why did they just run it over that's what i thought i feel like if that happened in like new york or
1: kidding they just run. There's no no stopping in New York. They just if a if a person per, hey, he was on the track. He's on the track, we know. got it. A
0: little a me- little messy up front. Hey, here. Dispatch,
1: dispatch, this is Train Three. We uh, we well, hit, we hit we another one.
0: We're gonna need to clean up on Track Seven. I mean, so they shut down the whole system to get this chicken off the tracks, and they're cha- these Mexicans are chasing around this chicken with their jackets, trying to like corral it with this jacket. And then there's a picture of this Mexican holding this chicken. With a, like a headlamp on, like he'd been like spelunking. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's the winner. I mean, what do you think think happened to that chicken? Well. So apparently this is my surprise to the whole thing. There's not a lot of chickens running on Mexico City, apparently. Certainly not in the subway system. I mean, certainly not in the subway system.
1: Not enough that they have protocol. There's no, there's (laughs) no no plan. There's no plan for this. Right. It surprised me. That's all. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's great. What's your show and share? This story is a couple of weeks old, Okay, but I found an article about it that just killed me. So are you aware of this pasta situation where all this pasta got dumped in the woods in New Jersey? I read the headline, but didn't actually read the story. Okay. So near the river basin in old bridge, New Jersey, hundreds of pounds of cooked pasta were dumped in the area. Their origins remain a mystery. And I do think it's actually been solved, but what I thought was so funny is all these people like Reddit people and online people <laughs> came up with all these like funny names for what it was called. And they're all puns. And I think puns are hilarious. Okay. So some people refer to this as mission impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One guy says we should send the perpetrators into the state penitentiary. <laughs> I don't know. I found it hilarious. The old bridge mayor has reported that they did found out who did it. The lead suspect is a guy named Al Dente. (laughs) Okay. Could you imagine sharing that in high school? Do you have anything? Yeah. All right. That's enough. I I got it. Current events. Go on. Uh, Now my pop quiz for you. Yes. Let's go to it.
0: it. It does relate back to my show and share. Okay. If you had to guess what the elevation of Mexico city was, what would you say it is?
1: Oh, I don't flat
0: like uh, low. Right. Again, this goes to show you how little we know about our Southern neighbors. The elevation in Mexico city is Now they don't say it. Hold on. Okay.
1: I'm going to pick a number. Okay. And you're going to say higher or lower. And then you can tell us. Okay. Okay. So my first answer would have been 150 higher. feet. So 2,500 feet. Higher. 4,000 feet higher really 7,000 feet higher (laughs) no way (laughs) 10,000 feet lower 9,000 lower 8,000 lower 7,500 feet lower 7,200 feet yep 7,200 feet yeah is the
0: elevation of mexico city why don't they produce more good marathon runners don't like the Kenyans, aren't they really good because they train at high altitudes and like there's not that much oxygen, so you're, you're get conditioned to is that why? Yeah,
1: yeah, I thought it because they didn't have a subway system, so they had to run everywhere. Maybe that's why they got this nice subway system in Mexico City. No reason to run. Kenya doesn't have a subway system.
0: Kenyans might be a little genetically taller than well, they Mexicans. are taller long legs yeah. Great
1: runners. Not great sprinters, I don't think. I don't think you see a lot of Kenyan That's sprinters. That's another
0: catch-up that I'd like to do what the average height is in Mexico. Do you know? No. That's, so, anyways, I found that very interesting that it's on a large plateau in the middle of Mexico. Actually, I don't even know where it is in Mexico. I should know that. It's apparently a great food city.
1: Really? Michelin stars, James Beard winners. Really? Yeah. That's shocking to me. Now- Folks out there in Radioland are not going to believe this, but that last comment you made ties right into my pop quiz. Love it. What's the best meal you've ever eaten and where was it? And by the way, I want to be clear. It's a restaurant we're looking for. Not necessarily like, you know, well, my aunt Jean made a great tuna casserole, like restaurant meal.
0: This is actually recent in my mind for this reason, because it did just get awarded its first Michelin star and it's in Tampa, Okay, believe it or not. So the, the, I guess Michelin went to Tampa and gave out, I think three stars and this was one of them. And I've been on this place and it's sushi or like a modern Japanese cuisine mm-hmm. called noble rice. Then you go just get the omakase. It's like a 10 course sort of meal. You're, you spend 300 bucks a person and you're still got to run by Wendy's on the way home right. because you're hungry.
1: Right, but it's good tasting food.
0: Incredible tasting food. Now, that was a, just their sort of regular format restaurant. They've taken that noble rice concept, moved down to By Where the Lightning Play, and have a sort of a larger format, same thing, with a menu and all that stuff. And then they moved that place that we went into a just a traditional omakase, two seatings a night, U-shaped table with a chef in the middle, concept called Koya. Now. But you don't order? No. They just, well, they ask you if you have any dietary restrictions, you're allergic to anything, all that right, stuff. Right, sure. And one guy that I go with, former client and friend of mine, he's vegan. So he would make everything vegan for this guy too. Unbelievable tasting stuff. Really good. What about you?
1: There's a place in New York City called ABC Kitchen or ABC Italian. I should probably remember the name. They have a dish. That is a chicken parm pizza. And you kind of order one for the table. Red sauce. Yeah, but the way that they make it is they take ground chicken and spread it in a circle and make it like a, it's a pizza. And they put it in their pizza oven, but this massive disc of ground chicken with red sauce and mozzarella on the top, red pepper and this and that. And then they, they cook the chicken in the... I guess they must put breadcrumbs on it. Yeah, they put bread, So mm-hmm. it's crunchy on the bottom and on the top. Then they bring it to the table and they slice it like a wood. You eat it well with a fork, but it's in a triangle shape like a pizza. Right. Because it's hard to pick up. It's heavy. It's very heavy. It's un, I mean, it's got Parmesan and, like I said, breadcrumbs. And it's crunchy, but it's this all chick. It's, man. Mm-hmm. Melt in your mouth. Unbelievable. Does
0: unbelievable. It, does the restaurant have good other, other dishes as well?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. ABC Kitchen. I think it's called ABC Kitchen. Put, I'm going to put up. that on the list. Yeah. Well, is there anything we, we missed today? Probably. I think we'll get to it next time. Probably not. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. Like it's been fun getting to do this.
0: It's a nice Friday morning we're having here. Is it Friday? I think so. It is. It is. This what? has been out in the hall. I love you. I love you too. See See ya. See ya.
1: Well, that's what it looks like when you've got way too much time on your hands, jeez. Producer Sam here. It is not easy reeling in these two knuckleheads, but before we go, I wanted to remind you to hit that follow button to make sure you don't miss an episode of Out in the Hall with Rhino and the Willy Mammoth. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review and let us know what you like and what you like to hear more of. New episodes dropping every Monday. You don't want to miss it. See you next week.